0: Welcome to the Where Are They podcast. I am your host, Jennifer, and today's episode will feature the unsolved disappearance of 27 year old Joseph Schuyler Burnley. Our podcast goal is to spread awareness and bring attention to these unsolved cases. As always, we encourage you to share and spread the word of any of the missing persons cases we cover. Additionally, make sure you are following us for important case updates, which we will share with you as we receive them. Before we dive in, I want to take a quick second and thank everyone who has sent me case suggestions. It has always been my original intent to feature cases that are not as widely covered in the media, but those are super hard to uncover on my own as there is little to no coverage of them out there. All of your case suggestions have been spot on as for what I am looking for, and I will be featuring some of those cases very soon. The less coverage and information available on a case, the longer the research takes. If you have submitted an unsolved case that I will be covering, I will be in contact with you when a release date is scheduled to let you know in advance when that episode will air. On that note, if you have a case that you'd like to suggest, perhaps one from your hometown, your college, etc., please send us a message. You can do so on Instagram. Our username is the Where Are They podcast. You can also look up our Facebook page or you can send an email to canwefindthem at gmail.com. Okay, now let's take a look at the case of Joseph Schuyler Burnley. This case takes us to Brandon, Mississippi, a very rural area just east of Jackson and pretty much near the center of the state. Joseph, who goes by the name Skyler or Skye, went missing on June 3rd, 2016. The circumstances of his disappearance are beyond sketchy, trust me. This is one of those cases that seems like it is so close to being solved. The investigators seem to have an idea of what may have happened. They think they know the who, but they're lacking the why and the where. So please share Skyler's case or even look up his missing person's Facebook page and like it. The more attention and pressure this case can receive, the likelihood of solving it and bringing closure and answers to the family is greater. Now, Skyler was known as a good guy. According to everyone who knew him, he said please and thank you. He referred to everyone as ma'am and sir, and he treated everyone with great respect. He was the type of guy that opened doors for people and just smiled at everyone he saw. Despite his good guy image, Skylar did have some troubles with drugs and did do some time in jail. Skylar's family thought he was working on that and he was trying to turn his life around. However on June 2nd 2016 Skyler went to hang out with his friend Travis Lee Brewer and Travis's common-law wife Amanda. At the time Skyler lived with his grandmother and everyone said he took good care of her. He loved her tremendously. In fact he even called her on the evening of June 2nd to let her know that he would be spending the night at Travis and Amanda's and he would see her later on the next day. Skylar apparently kept in regular contact with his grandmother, letting her know where he was at all times, where he would be, so that was not out of the ordinary that he would call and let her know that he wouldn't be home. On the morning of June 3rd, when Travis woke up, he saw that his truck had been stolen. He was pretty sure he knew who had taken it, and he proceeded to wake up Skylar and Amanda, along with Travis and Amanda's four-year-old daughter, to all go in search of his truck. Travis said he had left his phone inside of the truck, so he called AT&T, who apparently helped him with an app to locate his phone. I'm really not clear if he had another phone or if he used Amanda's phone to do this. It it hasn't really been clarified. However, his story is that he did call AT&T, who helped him set up a Find My Phone GPS type of app so that he could locate his phone, which would in turn take him to his truck. So the four of them took off in Amanda's car to go look for Travis's truck. They stopped at a gas station and were seen on video surveillance picking up soda and snacks around 9.45 a.m. They then headed towards a remote part of town, and they were seen on a homeowner's home surveillance camera about 10 minutes later. The road they ended up on turned into a gravel road and led off into a heavily wooded area. The timestamp between the gas station and the homeowner's recording tells police that they didn't make any stops along the way. They left the gas station and headed right toward this spot in the woods. Quick disclaimer, from here, what we do know about what happened out there comes from Travis. Now, Travis said that him and Skylar got out of the car and decided to go off in two different directions to look for the truck. Why they would need to split up in the woods when Travis had an app to lead him to the location is beyond me, but apparently they split up and they headed off in opposite directions. After a short search, Travis apparently located his truck, and he walked back to the car to tell Amanda... And Amanda and their little girl were hot. They were sitting in there. They didn't have AC. So he apparently decided to take them home. And then he said he would come back to look for Skylar. This part of the story is very unclear. The sheriff's office have even stated how it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And when Travis has been confronted about it, he pretty much sticks with it. So really hard to say. I'm not sure why Travis didn't just drive his truck what the situation was with his vehicle, why he had to drive Amanda back, but his story is that he drove Amanda back, and he said he would come back to the woods to look for Skylar and find him. It wasn't until one o'clock in the morning, later that night, that anyone knew anything was wrong. Travis called 911. The call is very interesting, and I have so many thoughts on this call, but First, I want to play a quick clip of this call, and I do apologize. The audio quality isn't great. This call has never been released in its entirety, but it's a good start to just realizing how strange this call is. Take a listen. I was wondering, uh, last night, I had my truck out in the driveway, ah, and one of my buddies took off in it, uh, and he didn't come back. He didn't get app. I downloaded this app. Okay, so he calls 911 at one o'clock in the morning. And according to the sheriff's department, although they've only released bits and pieces of the call, he apparently spent most of the call just discussing his missing truck and talking about how this supposed friend of his had stolen his truck and how he was able to find it. And he almost mentions Skylar as an afterthought near the end of the call. Another interesting thing that Travis does that night is he then apparently drives over to Skylar's uncle's house. He had been there before working on cars. He knew where he lived, and he left a handwritten note in the door. This note written in pencil says, Travis, Sky's friend, he is missing. I'm worried something bad has happened. And then under that, he left two phone numbers scribbled on the note. I don't even know quite what to make of that. Some people find the wording suspicious, but it looks to me like it was just written very quickly. There are photos of the note online, and honestly, it's barely legible. When Skyler's uncle finds this note in the morning, he immediately calls Skyler's dad, Samuel Glenn Burnley, who goes by Glenn, and he reads it to him. Glenn then calls Skyler's mom. They are divorced, And then Glenn tries calling Travis using the numbers on the note. Travis answers, and he acts very nonchalantly with Glenn and tells Glenn that if he wants to, he could just drive up to where they live and they could go search in the woods together for Skylar. Glenn is immediately unsettled by this call and by Travis, so he calls the sheriff's office himself. That Sunday, June 5th, a large search was conducted. Over 100 people combed through the woods, law enforcement, and pretty much everyone else searching seemed certain that they would find him out there in the woods. They did grid searches so as not to miss anything. They used search dogs, they searched on horseback, and they even used infrared technology to locate a human body. I guess the woods can be pretty dense out there. It's near a national forest, and they were hoping that if he was out there if he was injured, if he was alive, if he was not alive, the infrared technology would help detect him. The sheriff said it was the most intense and thorough search he has witnessed and been part of in his career, and he attributed that to the number of people that came out and the fact that they all believed that he was in those woods and would be found, but they ended up finding nothing, no sign of Schuyler anywhere. No signs of a struggle anywhere, no blood. There was nothing out of the ordinary found. Skylar's truck was also searched, which apparently they found abandoned down another side road. And it had been broken down. The battery was dead or the truck was heavily damaged, although no specifics have been involved in that. In the truck, they did find his cell phone, so they knew that there was no way to track him via his phone. And pretty quickly, it became apparent that Travis's story wasn't adding up. Police identified and located the man that had allegedly stolen Travis's truck the night before. Matthew McCoy admitted to having taken the truck, and he said that they all, meaning he, Travis, Amanda, and Skyler, were smoking meth that night. And Matthew became paranoid and took off in the truck immediately tossing Travis's cell phone out the window of the truck and into Travis's side yard. He said he distinctly remembers doing that because he was paranoid that somebody was after him and would be able to find him. When the police searched the yard where Matthew McCoy said he had tossed the phone, they found Travis's cell phone there a couple days later. So this bears the question, how did Travis track his missing truck by using an app to locate his phone when his phone was actually in his yard the whole time. The answer the sheriff gives is simply that he didn't. That whole story was proven to be a lie and when confronted with that evidence Travis said nothing. The police also obtain a search warrant for Travis and Amanda's house and they do end up actually arresting them on some misdemeanor drug charges However, they found nothing to lead them to Skyler or provide them with any answers at all on his whereabouts. Skyler's father, Glenn, does not believe that Travis is smart enough to have gotten away with something like this on his own or to even have planned something. But he does believe that he was involved or that he knows something about his son's disappearance. The police do uncover some additional interesting information. When Schuyler had done some jail time previously. He had become part of the very notorious and very dangerous gang, the Simon City Royals. Skylar's family told police he had been working on disassociating with the gang and leaving the gang and just trying to get out of and away from that lifestyle. Investigators do believe it is highly likely that the Simon City Royals were afraid of Skyler leaving and because of their dealings in illegal drugs and contraband and loan sharking, they had Skyler killed so he wouldn't talk. Now, I did a little bit of research on my own regarding the Simon City Royals, and they are a pretty scary bunch. This is no little under-the-radar jail gang. The Simon City Royals have been around since the 1950s, they have steadily been growing in size through the years, and they're currently Mississippi's fastest growing gang. In fact, a quick Google search points out the fact that Mississippi has a huge Simon City Royals gang problem. Here's some info from Wikipedia on the Simon City Royals. The Royals, formerly known as the Almighty Simon City Royal Nation, are a street gang which began in Chicago during the late 1950s as Simon City, a greaser gang. They named themselves for Simon Park, the neighborhood where they were originally formed. The Royals are one of the oldest and largest white gangs in the U.S., The royals are heavily involved in the dealing of illegal drugs and other contraband, particularly in prisons where members are incarcerated. They are involved in racketeering and loan sharking. And the gang has expanded to all other states. One of the fastest growing gangs in Mississippi. So it's interesting, even on Wikipedia, Mississippi is mentioned specifically as a kind of a central hub of this gang that had began in Chicago. Also, Lisa Ling did a pretty lengthy expose on this gang for CNN if you are interested and want to check it out. So at first, I kind of wasn't sure if the gang really had anything to do with it because Travis seemed to be the main culprit or person of interest in my mind. But after doing a little bit of reading on this gang and knowing that Skylar had been trying to leave them, I definitely think it's possible. And the General consensus, too, is that Travis just isn't smart enough to do something on his own. Skylar went missing in 2016, and to this day, there are still no answers as to Skylar's whereabouts. Let's talk theories. Number one, Skylar met with foul play at the hands of Travis. Did Travis attack Skye in those woods and then bury him, toss him in a lake or a river? And what was his motive for doing so? Maybe drugs? Travis admitted to police that they all had been smoking meth. Could he have done something because he was high? Absolutely. But where is Skylar? Why have they found no remains or any part of him? Theory number two, Travis led Sky into the woods for someone else. Was it a setup? One popular theory is that Simon City Royal Gang used Travis to lure Sky out in the woods. Where they attacked and likely killed him. And it's possible since there was no sign of him and the search dogs found no sign of him that they took him somewhere else and did something with him or just removed his body from the area in general. If there were more people from the gang involved, it seems more likely that they could have hidden the body or left no trace of him as opposed to just Travis being involved. Theory number three. Skylar wandered off in a drug-induced state and was lost. But then if that's the case, where is he? Did he succumb to the elements somewhere? Did he fall into a body of water? This is nearby a national forest land. However, the searches have been so thorough and so plentiful that with no sign of him, authorities really don't believe this theory is possible. In theory number four, Skylar took off on his own. There's always a slight hope in all of these missing persons cases that they will show back up, but it is worth mentioning in this case of Skylar Burnley, no one really believes this to be true in this situation. Skylar's parents manage a Facebook group dedicated to spreading awareness of Skylar. Help bring Skylar home safely. It's a pretty active group, but what's interesting is reading through the comments, Travis's mom is in this group and always stands in defense of her son claiming his innocence since skylar's disappearance his family has also learned that skylar had a son while they are so sad to know that sky isn't with them to be a part of his son's life His parents and siblings have taken an active role in this boy's life to make sure he knows who his father was. They spend as much time with him as possible, and they talk to him about his father. Skylar was always so wonderful with children, and they know he would have been an amazing dad. It is so sad that Skylar hasn't been around to be able to experience this, and even more devastating, that this young boy didn't even ever have the chance to know his dad. In 2019, the police said they have some new evidence, which brought a lot of hope to the family and to the public. It has not been specifically stated as to what this evidence is, and it has yet to be publicized. If you have any knowledge of Skylar Burnley's whereabouts... Or if you know anything at all that might be helpful in this case, no matter how small or trivial it may seem, call the Rankin County Sheriff's Office in Mississippi at 601-825-1480 or Crimestoppers at 601-355-TIPS. You can remain anonymous. This case is so close to being solved. It literally seems like one more piece of evidence could solve this whole thing. Even if you are far removed from this case and even Mississippi in general, keeping public attention on Skylar could help push investigators to continue working on it. It has not technically been listed as a cold case, but Skylar has been missing now for four and a half years. His family still works the media, still does what they can to keep his case out there. They use social media. They try to work with other media outlets, and it just hasn't remained in the forefront of the media as it should. What do you think happened to Skylar Burnley? Do you think Travis was involved, Spread the word about Skylar. Join his Facebook group and like their posts. All of that activity help boosts his name in Google searches and Google rankings, which in turn puts pressure on the investigators. And be sure to follow the Where Are They podcast on social media for case updates and other announcements. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. And until next time, stay safe and hug your loved ones.